Hi, Jordan. Oh, hey, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go shy and quiet now. I would never. So, model me. Hi, 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 everybody. So this is really exciting. Basically, um, this is Jordan Alexandra. Hey. Hey there. <laughs> um, and we're actually sat in her really nice, amazing, new, plush apartment. <laughs> new plush. <laughs> new Thank plush, you, nice, Natasha. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and me and Jordan, I've always wanted to do a podcast where I could like do it with someone or like a YouTube with someone. Um, and we just figured, like, we think... I think we have a very similar mindset, yeah, don't agree. we? Yeah, for sure. But we have different opinions yeah. on stuff. <laughs> but we have this a good... We both have a very positive outlook on the yeah. industry. Um, we're not the kind of girl that would ever, like, compete against another woman. Um, and if anything, I think we also kind of remind each other of, like, you know, who we really are and, like, what kind of potential we have when things kind of are, you know, hard or rough, etc. Um, Jordan's spoken on some of the Model Me panels before and she's actually hosting tonight on the next Model Me panel, which is very (laughs) exciting. Um, The first question I'm going to ask is, why did you agree to doing this crazy podcast with me? I have no idea. I'm wondering (laughs) that right now. Um, No, like you said, we have really, really similar mindset. And I think, although we may have different opinions on certain things, I think our foundation like foundation morals are really really similar and i think it's really important so i believe in everything that you're doing and i think it's really beneficial to people yeah i also like having a chat with you and if we disagree that's all the more exciting right (laughs) oh god there is so much we could talk about like literally but i have made a little bit of a list um of things that have kind of happened this week in the, you know, fashion, modelling industry. Maybe sometimes we'll talk about kind of what's gone on in the world. Um, But really just kind of, I suppose, like, what we would talk about this anyway. But I think, if anything, we're just trying to gear it more towards, um, you know, the Model Me audience, which truly is any creative in the world. So Model Me is designed to empower and educate models and creatives. I really want to bring a creative community together. Um, I really want people to come to my events, for example, and feel like they have a safe space where they can be themselves, hear some really honest, raw, authentic truth about the industry, but also be empowered by it. Like, I really, really, really am very um, conscious of Model Me being a brand that is you know, educating and empowering people, but also in a positive way. I don't want people to, I don't want to be a brand that educates people um, in a negative way and then doesn't really have a solution. But I want to be able to, you know, help people fix the problems that they come across or maybe perhaps that they wish they'd got some sort of advice from somewhere. Like that's what Model Me is right now today. And who knows where we'll grow to. Um, <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> right. Wait, did you have that casting today? I thought you had a really big casting. Oh, yeah, I did. No, no, no. No. (laughs) You didn't go. It's over. Too much jar into that. We won't talk about that, but there's... Oh, really? Messiness. But, yeah, it's... So you didn't do it? I didn't do it. I was like, so John's in <laughs> I could have been rich. I could be rich right now. It's not happening. So jo- sad. Jordan had a casting a big money job today. And as a model, like, how do you feel when you get those big money jobs through the email? I'm, it's different. Like, when I first started and I got those, I'd be so excited. And so yeah. um, and I'd get a little bit nervous. But now, I don't even let myself get excited, you know? Oh, really? You never know. You, so the chances, the chances are so slim, and the mere fact that you've even been called into audition is pretty exciting. Yeah. So you just kind of go, that's cool, like, I've got that. I'm really glad that people are still looking at me, and clearly my agency are doing the right thing. We're putting me out there, but I just try to stay chill, because you never know what's going to happen. You don't want to get too excited, and when you don't get it, it's so sad. That's a big money. Oh, yeah. Once I had this, when I, I'd only been modelling for like six months, yeah. and I was going to, um, remember I told you about the time I went to, New York, LA and Vegas in that yeah, six yeah. week trip and actually in that in that six week trip I got signed in Milan, LA and New York um, so it was already a big trip but before I went you know I knew I was going to go and see um, agents and stuff but before I went um, I was had this casting for uh, one of the biggest kind of skincare brands um, and the, the, the rate was 20k oh god when you see that like 20 you're like mm, imagining everything you can do with it <laughs> what holiday will I go on first? <laughs> I literally was like, I would do this, 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 this. I'd help this, this, this. Like, I I already had, like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Divided my money. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even got Planned the job. Planned it all out. That's the thing. So you just well, I have to stay chill. Oh, God. So you start doing that, and when you hear, like, you've not even got a recall, you're like, how dare they do that to me? <laughs> I had a holiday plan. 
<laughs> I knew where my money was going. Exactly. I was going to give three grand to charity. Exactly. I knew everything. <laughs> oh it's funny but yeah like I never even got the call back but like I was going to change my whole the thing is I had to think about it because my agent was like no you really have to seriously think about this because I think I had been called back so I'd gone through like the second stages Mm. and they were like you know um you got we have to really think about the fact you might be flying home from New York and I was like what oh my god so I literally (laughs) looked at dates flights everything yeah and I mean it was worth you know the job was 20k it was worth going to New York for like four days I think it was flying back doing the job and then going to LA straight from London again like mate that would have been crazy but here we are, alas. It didn't happen. <laughs> Minus 20k, but that's fine. <laughs> Basically just zero. Didn't get paid. <laughs> oh, funny. So, um, what should we talk about first? I don't what? mind, I'm so easy. Like, hit me with your questions. And hit me with your rhythms. <laughs> there you go. With that. <laughs> oh, God. Also, guys, I'm really sorry. I actually have a, a, a huskier voice than normal. It's because I don't really get poorly, but like, Jordan will know about this about me. I just do a bit too much sometimes and then I don't stop. And then I, I, I feel that I just said this to Jordan before, like I feel the cold coming because I'm doing too much, but I just can't because my schedule is so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the next six days is full. No, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I can't take a day off right now. So it's huskier than ever. Hello, husky December. So I think that it would just make sense. It's the 5th of December right now. Obviously what happened on the 3rd, Oh, sorry, the second, what aired on the telly. Who watched it? The Victoria's Secret Show, of course. So for me, like, I have been watching these models for years. Like, literally, I think, before I even came a model myself. Like, I think so many other women all over the world. Like, it's such an obsession. And actually, as a brand, I've never really... was never really obsessed with the brand until about 18 months ago. Um, and I went to America, and America is so much cheaper. Don't spend your money in England. Go to America. I shouldn't say that, but... Like, Seriously, go, just go to America. Yeah, yeah just go. <laughs> Go to America, like invest in the flight money. <laughs> it's so funny, you get a holiday in the hotel, literally, because it is so much cheaper over there. Basically, so like a lot of the stuff, like kind of a lot of my sports gear that I have is Victoria's Sport. Uh, there's so many things I like about the brand, but of course, the biggest thing that the brand does is the fashion show, which isn't just the biggest thing the brand does, it's actually the biggest fashion show in the world. I think, like. A billion people watch that show. How on earth is that? <laughs> Apart from Jordan. Jordan is one of the seven billion people that doesn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there is one billion people that do. So um, obviously for me, I've been like watching all the girls and I've been like, you know, for months actually, like I followed a load of them a while ago, uh, like obviously the new ones and when they got confirmed and there was a few girls from London. I think it was the first time. There's a girl called Shay Mayer, who um, I'm sure you'll recognize her. Love watching someone like her journey. You know, even from only, I've only followed her for a few months, but also, you know, a lot of the people that I know, know her because she's modeled for five years in London. Anyway, hoping to get her on the podcast one day because she's awesome, guys. Wouldn't you love to hear her story? Yes, you (laughs) would. Um, So, do you care about the Victoria's Secret Catwalk show is the first question I have for you. Hmm. Do I care? Um, so I follow a few of the models on Instagram. I wouldn't be able to Who do you follow? Um, I have no idea. But the, the like really obvious ones. Like, like Rosie. Um, Huntington Whitley? Yeah. Like the old ones. Like, they were like, you know, she was well known. But, I love her so though. Don't do you I love care? her? Is, no, I don't care because I don't care in terms of is it something that I have to watch and is it something that I feel like I need to watch being in the industry? No, because first and foremost, the industry that I'm in, I'm in commercial modeling. Right. I don't need to be looking at that sort of thing. Um, do I think they're relevant? Yes. I think they're obviously they inspire a lot of people and a lot of young people, which immediately makes them relevant and immediately means that the things they do and have to say are important. Right. Um, so to some extent, yes, I do care. Do I care um, personally in relation to me? No, I don't. And I don't, I, I don't care about, about them when it, in relation to me and my career. But when it comes to, you know, all those people that they inspire and that do look to them, I think it's very important that they are doing the right things and saying the right things. Because at the end of the day, whether they like it or not, they're role models and people are looking to them. Yeah. So they are definitely relevant. And I won't ever take, you know, discredit that. Um, but for me, do, they don't directly impact my life or my decisions. Right. Um, that's why I'm not watching them, you know. Right. But 
if I'm always be happy to hear about them and um, see what they're doing, still they still are in my career. So I do think it's important to have some understanding of who they are and what they do. Right, right, right. So you don't think they're commercial models? They are, but they're not. They don't follow the normal commercial guidelines, right? Right, right. If you look right. at a Victoria's Secret model. They have to, when they're on that catwalk, they have limitations and restrictions. They have to be a certain size, you right. know. And you even when you see, I've seen small snippet, um, snippets of um, Bella Hadid trying to get on to the catwalk and whatnot. And those girls are training really, really hard, and they're really excited when they've got into the right shape for a Victoria's Secret model. Commercial model, then you don't have those restrictions. So yeah. my agency have measured me once. I'm not even sure if they even measured me that time. I'm out giving them my measurements. And they have never asked me to be any smaller or any taller. You know? Right. That's the difference for me. Yes, obviously, they are commercial in a sense. It's not, you know, high-end editorial fashion modelling. But it's that in-between stage. And yeah. they still have those restrictions that you don't see in commercial modelling world. Right, of course. No, I, I, for me, I think because it's for such a commercial brand, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it is very middle ground because there are, you know, restrictions. Like, you do have to be a certain height. You do have to be a certain... I don't know about certain certain size, to be honest, because I have heard that. But then... If you have enough celebrity, then... Oh, yes, yes, yes. There are um, exceptions. And if, at the end of the day, they're going to have... I think they've actually had plus size models walking before. Um, I'm not sure if if that's a fact. You'll have to correct me on that because you know more about it than me. But I don't know. Still, either. like that is like a section that they're you know they're fulfilling. Yeah. And I think that's good. They have got that, but they still have. If you're not plus size, you have to fit into these restrictions. And I'm sure even plus size, you probably have to be a certain size to be considered plus size. So for that in between, there's that great area. And I'm not saying that's a negative thing. That's what they choose to do. Um, and those models that are going forward for that know that when they're going forward for that. But that's what, for me, makes it not commercial. Because in the commercial world, it's about real... In commercial modelling, it's about being aspirational. It's something that people, you know... It's so that the everyday person can look at you and go, I want to achieve that, and it's possible. Right. Whereas I think Victoria's Secret is that little bit harder. It's a little bit less achievable, you know? Right. Of course, anything is possible. They've done it. It's possible. Right. But it, it really is that separation and that's their career those individuals can be that trim and be in that much shape because it's their career to be in that shape yeah the yeah average yeah. person that's working 12 hours a day and then go and then to try and aspire to be that it's a little bit more difficult so that's for me what makes it not commercial yeah right and the fact is you know it's a catwalk yeah, exactly. and there yeah. aren't many commercial roles no. that you get to do catwalk um <clears throat> i mean of course i've walked on commercial catwalks before and exam for for example but like at the same time, it's catwalk has a different, a different, a different, yeah. a completely different industry, really. Catwalk yeah, exactly. to commercial, um, even though they do cross over in some ways because you have high, you can do high editorial and commercial too. Like it's weird. Yeah. Like they do, of course, cross over. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many topics that we could cover. What are you, what's your kind of take on the idea of like, people like Kendall Jenner walking the catwalk and like Bella Hadid, do you think they, like, what do you think about kind of someone of that stature being involved, especially someone like, you know, Kendall Jenner, who's had a very different career to most typical models? Um, see, this is really difficult for me because I feel like to any of my friends that, you know, have, that know people that are in um, good positions I f- and that can help them with their career, I yeah. always feel that I think it's ridiculous for you to hinder your career purely because of the principle of not wanting to, you know... Bounce off. He said, oh, it's nepotism, you know, your family have helped you get there. Yeah. Da, da, da. And I think just not doing things because of the principle and because of what people might say is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. If you have the opportunity to make your life a little bit easier and get somewhere sooner, then do that. Mm. I, I, I massively respect those that don't and choose to go the harder way, but personally, I think it's silly to do it just out of principle and because of what people might say. Yeah. You're in that situation, you're fortunate. You know, I'm not going to turn away water because I have it. I'm going to drink water. Yeah. And it's not the same, of course. I understand that. But take the opportunity whilst it's there, as far as I'm concerned. And so, But then I also think that you have to be careful with how you deal with that situation, you know. I, I saw something recently about something Kendall Jenner said and people getting really angry about it, undermining oh, yeah. their efforts. And I think it was actually you that um, posted it that I saw it on, um, on your Instagram. And what, when it's, on the you story, have to be, yeah you have to be really respectful and really, really delicate with those issues when you know that you're someone that's had it easier, you know? And unfortunately, maybe she said the wrong thing, but when you're in the public eye, when people can 
um, you know, listen to you and hear what you're saying, you have to be very, very careful about that. And I think that's where, that's where for me, the line is drawn. Like you have to be very aware of your, um, your advantage that you've been given yeah. in your situation. And I think it's important that Kendall Jenner and similar people to her um, respect that other people have gone through a lot more to get there. And mm. I think what she said got taken out of context and perso- perhaps, and personally. Yeah, perhaps that is the case. I mean, but maybe not. Unfor- yeah. And that's unfortunate. And, and if it wasn't out of context, that's just a case of her understanding better, you know. Yeah. And she has people around her that should be helping her word her things, you know, better and clearer in a way that's not going to offend others. Yeah, so I don't know true. why nobody was helping her. Me, on the other hand, I'm on your podcast. No one's helping me. <laughs> I can say a million things today right now that might come across really badly. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to try and think of that before I say it, you know? So it's a simple case of that. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think that we live in a world where people can interpret things in a million exactly. different ways now. Like, you do got to be careful. If you're in that public eye and people look up to you like... You do just have to be careful. I think that's kind of like the way I just kind of look at it. Um, Because there's so much has been said lately. So we will go on to that right now. One more thing quickly adding on that though. It's also the people that like the casting directors and whatnot that are hiring those individuals. It's up to them to make sure that they actually deserve it as much as the next person. Do you know what I mean? Like you're always going to go like, of course, if Kendall Jenner sees a job that she really wants, she's going to go for it. She's not going to turn it down and go, oh no, I think somebody else that's worked you know, more obviously harder than me should go for this role. Of course mm. not. So it's up to them to make sure that they're constantly picking the best person that's most deserving of that, you know, job. So Yeah. Okay, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never done. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I think that, to be honest, the way, I, the way I, my opinion on that really is that they deserve it as much as the next girl because, you know... Whether it whether they made it out to look like they tried as hard, in my opinion, they did try as hard. Just like you can't fake that kind of fitness. Yeah, like you cannot. Like, oh my god! And I was, I know, I was, I was religiously watching um, when Bella Hadid trains because she trains with someone called um, Ocho System. Yeah, his name is actually Joe Holder, uh, amazing trainer in New York. Like, and I've been following him maybe for like a year now. Yeah, and. I know that he trains her. I think they're pretty good friends as well. But, like, for me, you can't, like, say what you want about someone like that, of that, you know, of that calibre, of that high up in the media. Like, say what you want. Bottom line is, you cannot fake how they look on the runway. 100%. Do you know what I mean? I see them, like, even training for Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And they are, they're doing that work. And, yeah, okay, maybe those first steps to, like, getting in, getting known by people and they have better connections in the industry, but they're still having to work as hard to maintain their fitness. Yeah. And, you know, be in the situation that they're in, so... And I think, also, I think maybe you and me can kind of appreciate it because we know what, how hard it, how hard it is to do workouts like that and how hard it is to kill it in the gym yeah, mentally and physically 100% and I think actually like I feel like they get so much slack you know all every single model really but like you know especially people in the media that's so high up like get so much slack for like just oh god everything imagine imagine being papped every single moment you leave your house like you can't ever leave in sweats well you could but like you're gonna be papped yeah. you know what I mean so it's I mean it, I can only imagine that that life is difficult in many different ways to what I think people imagine and I actually I mean this is another big part of why I do model me it's not just for the models beginning but you know the super established models that are killing it too because I still want to create a support system for them like you know I've had so many stories from like people that have worked with you know Sam Knight in Milan on his like fashion shows and stuff on fashion week so many stories about how these you know, how they still get treated, you know, and how much pressure they're still put under. And, you know, imagine being like that, you are put under so much pressure to perform. Like, I mean, I I actually love the perspective that the girls kind of give on it sometimes. They say it like I know them, the girls, Um, you know, but they just look super grateful a lot of the time, you know, like there's a lot of things that kind of some of them will word and say. And I mean, this year, actually, I think is the, the first year that I've been watching anyway, where the girls have kind of been like one community like all together like really really together as women and maybe that's because we're in 2018 and me too came out a year ago and you know we're in a different space now than we've ever been we've never been in a space where women have been so encouraged to big each other up and to partner each other and also you know women are still bitches to each other sometimes it's important like you're so right with that it's the first not the first time but we're going through a time right now where 
it's so important that women are standing together. Yeah. And rather than, you know, looking at each other as competitors or trying to be, you know, better than one another and bring each other down, everyone, it's all about bringing each other up and being a team to, you know, stand up for what's right. And that's really important. I think you're right that it has been done this year. Yeah, I think it, for me, it feels different this year anyway. Like watching it felt different, like seeing everybody, it's just oh, the whole thing. I actually think it's, it's different. And uh, I mean, it could be the crowd, you know, who knows yeah. what it is. It could be the fact that we're in this time, who knows. But either way, it's amazing to witness. And I agree with you. I think actually the, the fashion show is my favorite fashion show, like ever, uh, purely because the reason these girls look that good is because they trained for it, you know? There isn't any other, you know, way to look that good yeah, no, on the catwalk. No tees or anything, just pure, <laughs> you know, exercise, and, yeah, food, health, all of it. Exactly, and just, like, actual discipline, restriction, you know, like that, like that is, and for me, that's everything because I really appreciate a woman that works out and I really appreciate, you know, how hard that must be. And just, yeah, I think I read somewhere that one of them hadn't had a cheeseburger in like three months. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. But that's super nice. cool that they've, you know, I just, I appreciate the journey and they are definitely role models in so many ways. And I think a big part of that is because for me, the reason it's my favorite is because of how much they train. And I, I think girls should look up to that. You know, like you want to look that good girl, you've got to train, get your ass to the gym, but also eat really well too, you know? Yeah. I think for me, I, it's most important that, yeah, if girls are looking up to that and they want to look like that, they need to remember that some key things though, that one, it's, it's not essential. You don't have to look like that. You yeah. can be any size exactly. you can also be that healthy and that fit and not be that size and yeah. that's perfectly okay as well have to appreciate um, your own body exactly and just make sure that you're you know you're still being healthy don't aim to get that and think the term that you know determination is restricting food or anything like that because it's such a it's, it's a great area and it's such a tricky topic to one talk about and one apply to your own lifestyle because you sometimes it's very easy to misunderstand how people have got there mm. and those girls they're not going to stay like that for the rest of the year you know yeah and they're gonna you know they're gonna eat bodies change exactly. yeah women's bodies and change I think women, it's really important that women and any young girl that aspires to be like those girls is to remember that that is not their norm mm. that is their job and yeah. they have gone you know they've worked extra hard and eaten extra well um and it's to so make it important happen. that those people know that and know that it's not easy but to apply that determination to everything in life. Because, you, like you said, it, they put a lot of effort into that. And if you can apply that to anything, not just about the way you look, but the way you work, then you're going to win. You know, you're yeah. always going to be successful because to be able to have that sort of mental strength is very, very difficult. Mm, it's true. So, Hard work always wins. Like, I've always said that. And, I mean, it always, 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 always wins. Like, for me, that's... There is there is no luck. There, I mean, there's blessing and there's favoured and there's, you know, uh, like gratitude. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. But whatever it is, if you want something hard enough in this life, visualise it, manifest it, but also understand that sometimes something that you want isn't actually destined for you. And, you know, your purpose is completely different. And of course, like for me, one of my biggest, scariest goals is to be a Victoria's Secret model. And I actually kind of lost hope of that kind of um, vision recently because I had a couple of months out of modeling because I was really sick and I had to take some time out for my health and I evaluated everything in my life actually not just you know being a model like model me as a business my other business everything I evaluated who I really was and like not on purpose it just kind of happened and then actually what I you know now I'm kind of back in the game a bit more what I realized is like it's so crazy. Sometimes you just have to be so forgiving to yourself and also understand that, you know, things are going to change. The goal map is going to change. The time of when things happen to you are going to change. And to just understand and, you know, have faith and know that, like, the timing will always work out as it's supposed to. Um, and if you want something hard enough, then you should be working no matter what, you know, to make that happen. Um, so some, what, we, what I was, what we were going to say before we had a 10-minute tangent... <laughs> common on our show um is so i saw this on bella hadid's um story she posted it like three days ago nearly now so what day are we on on wednesday i think she must have posted this on sunday or monday after the show performed so it says this i'm gonna read it to you guys um Bearing in mind, it has 363,000 oh, wow. likes so people saw this um it says 
I have adored the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show since I was young, performing this year alongside other amazing artists and hardworking models slash friends was supposed to be the best night of my year. However, after I filmed the performance, some comments were made regarding the show that I simply cannot ignore. As a member of the LGBTQ plus community, I have no tolerance for a lack of inclusivity, especially not when motivated by stereotype. If you're on my page because you watched my performance tonight, please allow me to instead direct your attention to GLSEN. I don't know if you say GLSEN. An organisation that offers services aimed at protecting LGBTQ plus youth. And with respect to those targeted by those comments in a world where they have been made to feel, in quotes, other, I have made a sizable donation in their honour. If you are a trans person reading this and these comments have made you feel alienated or or invalidated, please know that you have allies. We stand in solidarity and complete and total acceptance is the only, quote unquote, fantasy that I support. Halsey. (gasps) So... Bella had it in her friends, I think. So Bella shared it on her, um, on her story. Yeah. And Bella has like 20 million followers, you know? Halsey has six, sorry. Halsey wrote this and she posted it on, on, now it has 391,000 likes. She posted it on Instagram and she's got like 6,000 comments. And so basically what happened after the show, um, after the show was filmed, apparently... Apparently, again, the media will will change everything sometimes. Apparently, Ed Razak um, told Vogue in November, shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? No, no, I don't think we should. And then he added, the show is a fantasy. It's a 42-minute entertainment special. That's what it is. It's the only one of its kind in the world. And then I think, obviously, he realised later on, uh, apparently, this is what the article says, um, which I got from, I think it's from the BBC, um... He added, later apologised after a backlash saying, to be clear, we absolutely would cast a transgender model in our show. We've had transgender models come to castings and like many others, they didn't make it. Um, And Victoria's Secret then, they actually posted something on the 10th of November. I think it's on Twitter. I thought it was on Instagram, but it's on Twitter, which basically is him apologising, saying if it was insensitive, I'm sorry. Um... You know, like many others, transgender models just haven't made the cut. I admire and respect their journey, embrace who they are. So, what do you think about this? Obviously, this is like the first you've heard of this. Yeah, so it's really difficult because obviously he's completely contradicted himself. And one second he's saying, no, I wouldn't have them. And the next second he's saying, oh, that like... Whole, but do you think he's done that because true. he's realised like... I mean, probably, but I mean, I'm not there. So as a secondary source, I have no idea. But let's assume if we're talking about him saying no to transgender then i think that's absolutely ridiculous because i want to know why what about being transgender makes it not a fantasy show right I don't understand like it shouldn't um yeah that's the weird comment isn't it exactly. the fact that he's like, like said why does it matter that it's a fantasy show you are you trying like, to me that's implying that transgenders aren't something that people you know want to look at aren't something that they can feel inspired by or fantasize about being mm-hmm. and that's shocking. Yeah. Um, in this day and age, you know, we're trying to move forward and accept people for who they are, no matter what they are. Yeah. And understand how people want to be regarded. And I think it's really, really sad that someone that is creating shows that is watched by so many people, as you said, what was it, one billion? Yeah, a one billion. One billion people. And a lot of those people probably are transgender. And so what they're meant to look and think, oh, well, nobody will find me beautiful because even the people because that create the comments, show I love yeah. don't find me beautiful. That's so sad. Yeah. And I think for that reason, it's really wrong. And I, I really think that people need to stop worrying about what other people are or are not and worry more about themselves. Too many people focus on their issues with, you know, trans, that's so wrong to be transgender or it's so wrong to be this or the other. And for me... Why worry about what other people are doing? If you don't, if you, if you don't like it, ask them not to tell you about it. Yeah. But focus on your own self and what you're doing and you'll get a lot more success than worrying about what other people are. And I think, you know, really, really, why does he even need to know if someone's transgender, you know? They should, they should be coming in and just being treated like a human. Yeah. The humans that, that, like a person that is auditioning or casting for this role. Do they look great? Can they do it? Whatever, you know, other things you have for everybody else. They should be applied in the same way. Yeah. Simple yeah, that's as. True. I think it's really, really sad, basically. I think 
it's sad that he's implied that they're not worth fantasizing about being and transgender people aren't beautiful to me that's what that implies and I think that's really really sad and it's sad for any young boy or girl that is going through a time where they don't know what sex they you know relate to because some people are really young you know they can be yeah, so five young. years old and younger and, and feeling confused already and to be hearing that is only going to create more confusion and more fear you know they need they need to be learning that the world is going to accept them for who they are yeah um I'm sure any parent would educate them the fact that you're always going to have people that can question you and, you know, might make you feel like you're not worthy and that you're not, and you're not going to be accepted. But they need to know that there are people that will accept them, that those people that are, you know, communicating with billions of people at a time should be representing them as well. Mm. No, it's true. It's, it's definitely, oh, gosh, I mean, I, I kind of feel for him because imagine if he didn't say that originally. I mean, exactly. you know, or imagine he didn't mean it like that. Yeah, like, 100%. God. You never know. Oh, God, it's hard, man. It's a hard conversation to have. So, have you seen um, one of the girls... What's her name? Oh, what's her name? Kelsey Merritt. Have you seen her? No, So, me. she is the first Filipino model to ever walk the catwalk. Uh, she's gorgeous. So cute. Absolutely adorable. Let's, let's find a video of her. Let's see if this works. Oh, this is like a moving image. She has an Ariana Grande vibe to her. She does, like, actually. I haven't I hadn't seen that until you said it. Yeah, the first Filipino model ever to walk the show. So wow. obviously a really big deal for her. I think she's really young. I don't I actually don't know how old she is. But she does look quite young. She could be she could be like twenty two actually. I don't know. I'll Google it in a minute. But yeah, I mean I've seen her walk. She did awesome. I mean, they all did really amazing. So what do you think about the whole first Fili Filipino model thing? Like, I think that's... I think, okay, it shouldn't be exciting and it shouldn't be like, oh, wow, because let's be honest. Yeah. Why wasn't it, hasn't this been in for the past however many years? Right, 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 exactly. Well, I, I think it's crazy to think that we're even discussing, like, oh, yay, like, they finally... They have their, like, a first Filipino. It shouldn't be a thing. Unfortunately, mm. it is. So let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's... I mean, I think it's great. I think it must be really exciting... Um, for her and every other person that's Filipino as well, it's giving them an opportunity to see that, you know, they are accepted, as we just spoke about, you know, it's important. I know, right, it all links, to, yeah, all exactly. links. exactly, and it's important for people to feel like they're accepted and that they can, um, you know, make it there and they, and it's not out of reach for them because I think a lot of people do feel out of reach and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of conversation, um, especially in the US, about um, black people and African-Americans, because I'm talking about the US specifically, you know, not getting um, roles and not getting um, model work the same as everybody else. But then you also have a whole, you know, many other communities that similarly are not getting um, the credit and the roles and the jobs that they should be. So it's really, really nice when any little step is made to make sure that, you know, this is inclusive. Yeah. And that those young people watching it are going to be able to look there and say, you know what, she reminds me of me. And maybe I can do that as well if somebody else you know, that's similar to me and has the same heritage as me can do that. Yeah. And not feel restricted by their race, their height, their anything, you know. they sh It's amazing. So I do think it's really good. I think it's sad, like I said, that it's a, even a discussion. But yeah. reality is it is, so. I think one of the things that I have, you know, I've been surrounded by people that have said this to me. And actually, like I said to you yesterday, model me, we've kind of done this. We've done this anyway. And I didn't realise we've, we've been doing this. But basically... um this it's this concept of making sure that you know that you put people of diversity um at the front line for example but in whatever you're doing in every industry so that we have other young people that can look up and see themselves and actually place themselves on that so for example every model me panel that we've had we've had people you know with family backgrounds from all over the world yeah. that you know have like families from everywhere and like it's been so amazing and I've not done that on purpose like every time I've done that it's completely been by accident and that's because I don't see people as different right yeah. like for me it's we're equal in so you know when it comes to race and gender like we're equal like there isn't any you know lines and boundaries and I think that what happens is society creates those and actually like for me, it's down to your personal, uh, you know, your personal kind of actions and the way you feel about things and whether you decide that that's separate or not. So 
actually, I'm so pleased as a brand that we've been doing that and that it hasn't been anything that I've ever separated. So I'm so grateful for that. But now more than ever, I'm definitely want to make sure that I am someone that is, you know, if more than anything, pushing that, pushing diversity nonstop, because we do live in a world where I think people, certain people are favoured in certain parts of the world. Sure. And, you know, look at the president of America right now. Like, but like even, imagine being a kid going to, like, going to school. Exactly. Right now, being and a five-year-old. And it's how you grow up. If you're, it's not just about, you know, a Filipino child watching that and going, oh, amazing, that can be me. It's also about, you know, the white girl down the road that's, you know, from the UK and lives in an area where maybe there's not very many people of different ethnicities around her. Yes. And she watches that, and she, even there, is taught yeah. that actually everyone is equal. I'm not yeah. saying she wouldn't have been taught that in other ways, but you never know. It just means that shows that, are, um, that can reach people in areas where there's not such diversity, um, those individuals can still learn to you know, grow up accepting everyone as equal and equal and learn there's no differences. And that way, when they're people being the casting directors, when they're the people auditioning other people, yeah. they're already happy because they're not thinking, you know, oh, what I see as beautiful people that look like me. They're seeing everyone as beautiful and worthy and just as intellectual and everything as they are, you know? Because it's very easy when you grow up in a very secluded area and you only see people that are like yourself to only respect people that look like yourself because it's what you know and it's what you know, is normal for you. Yeah. So it's so important that um, these sort of shows are doing this because they're going to reach those people that don't necessarily have access to the diverse like we have in London. Yeah, you know I know, I mean? right? Or even access to the internet, you know? Yeah. Like, even on jobs, like, I've been, I'm a, for people that don't know, I'm a mixed race. I don't look typically mixed race. Like my mum is black and my dad is white English. Um, and... Where's your mum from? My mum's from Jamaican um, and Barbados. So cool. she's from the Caribbean. And I, I knew that, but for the podcast, because um, tell them about how your mum really, what your mum, what you always say to me about how your mum really encouraged when, as you were growing oh, up. So when, well, I'll say my first point first, but basically, um, I go on jobs, <laughs> I go on a lot of jobs and I'll hear people, um, there'll be a, a white lady and she's, you know, blonde, blue eyes and I'll be working with somebody else that looks very similar to that blonde and blue eyes. And I've actually been on jobs a few times where those individuals have complimented um, the other person over me and have been like, wow, she's so beautiful, she's so amazing, look at that. And it takes a lot for me, as someone that doesn't actually experience much racism in the industry because of how ambiguous my um, features are, you can't really tell where I'm from. And for a lot of people, that's, that is the case. But for me, it's very hard to define where I'm from and to know my background. But even still, I still get that where people are being are complimenting others over me because that's what's normal to them. And so they, they, wow. they see that as beautiful more than they see me as beautiful. And fortunately, I'm not someone... I don't really care about, you know, how I look externally. For me, it's more important how I am on the inside. And that's what gets me through those moments. Mm. But those, even with people that, you know, they wouldn't consider themselves, you know, someone that has separates the um, different races or different anything in their mind, you know, they wouldn't see themselves as that. But even still, they're complimenting one over the other because that's what resonates with them, you know. That's what they think. Oh, you're like me and I can see it. So it's so important that people can see that everyone is equal and really see the beauty in every single person to really believe it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They're not yeah, just doing yeah, it because yeah. it's socially correct to do it. Yeah. But to do it because that's how they genuinely feel. Um, so to go back, my mum, I grew up in, um, like, just outside of London in a predominantly white area and um, my parents moved out there because it was closer for work and you know, they wanted to make sure we were going to good schools and the schools that they were close to originally weren't that very good. So he moved out um, outside of London and my mum just always made sure that um, I knew as much as I could about my heritage and both my backgrounds. You know, I'm very close to my dad's side of the family but and my mum's side of the family. And my mum would make us watch this, some people might know it if they're listening to this, um, a movie called Roots. So it was, used to be like a TV show um, when my mum was younger and you can get it on DVD. She made us watch that and it was to learn about the slave trade and how you know, my ancestors got to where they are and how, you know, the chain went on to get to making me. Mm. And I think that was really important that my mum always said that because it meant that I was really prepared, especially as someone that doesn't look typically mixed race. I was really prepared for anything that I might hear along my journey. And I, um, I end up hearing a lot of negative things about races and about specifically black people because people can't tell that I'm black. And so you'll hear people, you know, my good friends saying stuff and I have to oh, sit there shit. and make a choice in that moment. 
is today the day I'm going to call them out or will I wait and try and educate them when if there's maybe less heat or less friction? And more often than not, you know, I've had to learn along the way to that it's better to just approach it head on. And that's something that's I think is really, really good for me going into this industry because there is a lot of lack of diversity. People are trying to change. Yeah. In both modeling and acting. Like those are obviously both my worlds and people are trying to change. And fortunately my mum kind of gave me the insight to be prepared to handle that. Yeah. And I'm very secure in both parts of my ethnicity, which means that I can approach that head on. Mm. But yeah, I think it's great that to go back to the original statement about having a Filipino person in. Well, let's go on to the fact that Winnie Harlow, it was her first ever catwalk. That's amazing. I think that's so amazing. I mean, again, like, again, crazy that we're celebrating something like this in 2018, you know? The world has moved forward in so many ways, like, so many ways, but just not in certain ways, but... Yeah, wow. And she killed it too. Like, she yeah. looked mega. And it's so beautiful because I think she's she just owns every part of who she is. 100%. All I love that about her. Like, and I love that. She does. And I mean, I, I mean, of course, I don't really know that much about her, to be honest, but I would love to hear more of her story growing up, how that was for her, you yeah. know, like, because she does completely own it. Like, she is at own, you know? Wait, she's. She's younger than you and me. Oh You're gosh, are you are you the same age as me? <laughs> yeah, You're ninety three, yeah. right? Yeah. Mate, she's born in ninety four. Wow. wow. She looks so mature. She comes across like yeah. she's 28, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, to be honest, I think sometimes when you're 22, you know who you are and you just get yeah, more mature in that. Um, but this industry too can make you grow 10 years, right? I think that's incredible, actually, that, that she did do the show. And again, she totally owned her right there. Like, she's a banging model. Yeah, she works like, really, really hard. You know, she's not just... It's not a case of she's become very, very well-known... Um, for the model that she is, and they've chosen to use her, you know, she still works very, very hard to get yeah. in a position just like the next person. Um, and I, just, I really think that is amazing because I, I've met quite a few people that have um, the skin disease that um, she has. And for a lot of people, it's taken over their life. You know, they feel really, really insecure about that. Wow. So she's, she's Again, putting people of lot, influence you know, really, out in the world. Exactly. And she's really showing people, like, to just it. don't give you know, a care. rude word that I'm not going to say on a podcast, but just don't care because yeah. be yourself, be confident and you'll make it, you know? It's you know, really she's with Wiz, Wiz Khalifa right now. That's the word on the really? block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They look good together. She was with Lewis Hamilton though. Did what? you know about that? Never changed. Yeah, she was Did with Lewis Hamilton. Look, let me find a picture for you. She was with him um, and now she's with, yeah, I'm sure she's with Wiz Khalifa. I think that's who it is. Uh, let's find a picture of them together. Oh, wow, she looks so amazing there. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. I'm sure it's him. Yeah, look. Oh my God. That's him, isn't it? That's Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Don't they look amazing together? Yeah. Very cute. Super cute. Cute couples. Mate, I want to be... Okay, so so actually, let me just check that we've covered... Oh, you know Winnie Harlow was on America's Next Top Model? I told you this yesterday. You told me that yesterday. I, was, I had no idea about that. I did not know at all. So she just posted something, actually. Let's see if it's still on her Instagram. Uh, yeah, she did. Look. So someone, obviously, somewhere... Oh, look. Some, somewhere, somehow, someone said something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was. Someone said something somewhere about her being on... America's Next Top Model, um, I don't know, maybe she gave shade to Tyra. I don't really know where the story came from, but she posted on her Instagram basically a comment that she was writing and then also I think the producers from America's Next Top Model had sent her messages and said, yeah, like, go you kind of thing. Like, as a model, you're always scrutinised and also, you know, being on reality TV, things are changed, like... And they're basically complimenting her and saying that she, you know, she was an incredible model and she worked really hard, really positive and was great to work with. Um, but obviously, again, I think this is whole, again, like things, reality TV, like I've done a reality TV show before. Thank God. What, Wait, like, what was this TV did you not, I've not told you about this. What? No. Shut up. What TV show wow. did you do? Oh God. Celebrities go dating. Oh my God. I feel like maybe you had mentioned it before and I just like brushed over it. So I was like, oh. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> Did no, no. Did you no. actually? No, I've told you about this, no? I feel like you, you mentioned it. Because when I, you said it, I'm like, yeah, actually, I do remember this. But I don't yeah. remember the story. No, okay, well, so my like my opinion on reality TV is I've always kind of look, been a little bit apprehensive because you hear so many stories yeah, and how things get changed. And, I mean, for me, it's funny, though, because I grew up wanting to be on Big Brother. Did you ever want to be on Big Brother? <laughs> Shut up. You never wanted to be on that? My dreams are so different. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I even had a dream at that time, but it wasn't. I, I literally grew up, like, as a teenager, wanting to be... I was That's obsessed. So funny. I, I, I have... Actually, I realised, in hindsight now, I actually have a really obsessive nature. And I didn't realise that, I think, growing up. But now I look back and I was, like, obsessed with Big Brother, yeah, obsessed yeah, with Lost, yeah. obsessed with... By the way, Lost is still the best TV show ever. Like, I'll I'll go to I'll have beef with anyone that thinks otherwise. <laughs> I didn't um, today, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, like anyway. So I grew up watching that. Thank God, I changed my mind by the time I got to eighteen because that kind of changed my world. Um, and oh God, that would have changed my world, wouldn't it? I'm just thinking about that. But yeah, so she was on America's Next Model, and my opinion on it is that like. I don't like, she, cool. She was on America's, America's Next Model, but again, you know, it's an, another one of those examples. Like, she's just like if she has used that as her platform, which to be honest, I don't think she has because mm. so many people, like even yourself, don't even know she was on that show. Yeah. And she even says, doesn't she, that she wouldn't, she wasn't getting booked because of it. Oh, wasn't she? Yeah. Wow. I think she mentions that there that she wasn't getting booked because of it. Oh, oh yeah, because she, she had to grow her career in Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But Cardi B came famous off a TV show, you know that? What? That's crazy. She was on some, like, Atlanta show. That's so funny. That's how she got big. I think it does happen a lot in the US. Yeah, it does. I mean, reality TV, I don't even... uh, It's another ballgame, isn't it? But, yeah, like, I mean, you know what? Fair play. If you go on a reality TV show... You make it work, you kill it, it, turn, it turns into something for you. Like, who's the guy that was on my series of Celebrities Go Dating? Basically, they mic'd me up and they tried to connect me. Oh, Muggy Mike? <laughs> that he, was on Love I Island. told you, didn't I? You tried to, they tried to set me up with him. I'm so glad the bits that I did didn't get aired. Like, not in a bad way, but just because, in hindsight, like, I met someone recently, actually, who wanted to do it, and I kind of just was like... I couldn't hide. I'm so honest with people. Yeah. And that's just who I am. I couldn't hide the fact that I was like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was they like... They asked me to do it. And I just said straight um, up, no. Like, I refuse, refuse to do celebrity, like, uh, celebrity? What, what do, where did that come from? Um, reality TV. Yeah. I refuse to do it because... I They've asked me twice to go back on it. It's manipulation Yeah, of, you know, it's true. And I do, I do, like, no disrespect to anyone that does do it, but it's just not for me. Um my career and where I want to go. Yeah. I don't want that haunting me. No, I agree. I mean, God, like, I look back and I'm like, I love making that noise today with my mouth. I can't <laughs> do it again because I'm laughing. <laughs> but, um, like, I just, yeah, no, no, I'm so glad, you know, God had my back in that because, poor, could have changed a few things, not going to lie. <laughs> but it's funny because some people still spotted me on it. Like, I only had a couple of seconds really? on a background shot, you know, like yeah. a, as, as I was on, as an extra. And some people would text me and be like, did I just see you on something else? Good day. Like, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's not a big I deal. I don't watch it. <laughs> but at the time, it was a big deal to me because I was like, oh my God, what is this? Because yeah. the thing is, the producers really sold it to me before I did it. Fair play to them. Actually, really like the producer yeah. that I worked with. Um, and she's asked me back a couple of times and stuff. But like, yeah, whatever. I haven't ended up doing more because I learned my lesson. <laughs> oh God, what an interesting world, reality TV. Ooh. So, um, I suppose there was something I was going to talk about and it's totally left my mind. How are you, how are you ending, like, how are you ending your year? What are you doing for the rest of the year? Ooh, how am I ending my year? Eating loads of chocolate? Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. How am I ending my year? I think that, for me, I've just weirdly got very, very busy this year and normally I'm used to you know, this part of the year being a lot quieter. Yeah. And I've suddenly got tons of work being flung at me and, you know, saying people want you for this, people want you for that, which is crazy and crazy good because I've had a really quiet year in many other um, parts of the year. But I don't know, I just really want to, I think for me, it's really important at the end of the year to really reflect, look at what you've done, what you've achieved and be proud of those things Mm. and what you still want to achieve and you know what's in store for next year i'm not talking about new year's resolutions or anything like that 
But Jess, you know, it's, it's the end of the year. You're going to have a big break now. And so I want to make sure that I'm reflecting and, you know, congratulating myself for what I have achieved and anything that I didn't achieve this year that I originally had set out to going, okay, so how can I do it this year? I, I'm reading... Um, a new book which I absolutely love. Can I talk about it? Is yeah, that, what's so it called? Actually, I'm not reading. I keep saying reading. I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it, and it's called The Power of Now. Oh, I read it. It's, it's amazing. So good. So it's good. Changing my life. Honestly. Yes. Yes. I think yes. If there's anything that anyone should do at the end of the year, it's read that book so you can go into January and be ready to start like you're with the mindset in a whole new place because. It, it obviously you know it talks about being present and Massively. being now and not worrying about what's to come or what you have been but you can that's that such a good book time. for you yeah I, oh I love it I, such a good book I, for I'm you i'm so i'm so big on self-development but i think doing that means that you can overanalyze a bit too much sometimes yes i'm very very prone to doing that and you're hard on yourself too you're like me i Everyone think that's why we see eye to eye so, so much hard on myself um, and yeah, you're the same. And I think it is important to be. I'm like, Jordan, you're killing it. You're like, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> My life sucks right now. <laughs> but no, I think it's important for me to reflect and go, listen, this was cool that you did that. This was good that you did that. What do you want from next year? Okay, sweet. That's what you want. But now let's focus on right now. And just enjoying my December, enjoying what work I do get, enjoying what work I don't get. And yeah. just really living in that moment and just taking everything in for what it is. Yeah. I, think I need to do that a lot more. So for me, my goal is definitely just to be present and Good just for to you. enjoy my December and take every step as it comes. You know? May I just can't believe the year is ending. It's, cr- it's, gone it's so December. Quick. You know it's what? funny because you say it's gone quick, but for me, I don't know. It has gone quick, but I also feel like it's been twelve months since last December. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I look at that, like last December, I'm like, yeah, ages away. Yeah. So all those things that I was like, I'm gonna do this this year, and I'm like, wow, well, that went quick. Yeah. I'm done with it, but like I said, staying present. I don't care. <laughs> right. No, it's true. That book's a great book. I think I read it, it about really two is. years ago actually, and the audiobook's amazing. You'll fall asleep to it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my, I, I did one time. I had to rewind the next day. Oh, so you're audiobooking um, it? I'm audiobooking it. So oh, I'm not nice. actually reading it. I'm audiobooking it, but I find for me, I didn't like the normal read. I'll be honest with you. Well, I tried it. I, I didn't like it. I think you're a bit. Similar. I don't know that you like this, but the vibe and how you're like always tangenting off I feel like you're probably better from listening to <laughs> and reading something because I feel like you'll be like here here and here I'm a bit of both. I'm a visualizer as well yeah so me I too. like to be able to visualize things and hearing it in my ear it allows me to visualize better whereas when I'm reading it sometimes I find it really hard to picture things because right. I'm having to look at text um so yeah for me I found the audible version was really good audible's a bloody great app in it it is I love. you know what I'm actually lying because I don't actually use that exact app but it's on Audible, so guys, go on there. There's the Amazon plug. No, we're not. We're not. We're, <laughs> yeah, not, we're not doing that. We're not getting paid by Amazon. It's just, um, easier to use. If we're going to get paid Amazon. by anyone, I think Apple Podcast should be paying us for that. To be honest, That's you true. know, so I went to this. Um, so I went to that Hillsong uh, conference event thing yeah, last night. Yeah, how was it? it was amazing exactly what I needed, um, as always. But I walked in and this woman was like. And I couldn't help it. It was so bad. Oh, it was so bad, guys. So basically, it was a sisterhood night, right? So yeah, it was women, yeah. women, women yeah. everywhere. So I expected to see not a man in sight. Not a man. What What happens? All the men are helping out, of bloody course. I'm like, oh, <laughs> been God. To help out. Yeah, all the... You can do it. All the cute, night. young like, men. Bye. I shouldn't say this. I'm really sorry. But I walked in the building and I'm like... Oh my god, there's men everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, for God's sake. I wasn't ready. Because I, did, oh, well, one, I wasn't ready. Two, I didn't expect it, but like, whatever. Um, and to be honest, I'm not really in that space right now anyway. Like, it's funny because cuffing season is another hilarious topic we could touch on before we close. But, um, it's funny, I walked upstairs and I, you know, like, you know me, sometimes I just say shit and blurbs it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, I could see the words on the floor and I wish I could pick them up and put them back in my mouth. Oh, it's so me. <laughs> Literally. So, I know, thank God. I mean, Jordan are the worst together. If we ever met just someone cute in public, we'd be like, ah, hi, oh my God, you're so here. <laughs> we'd die, I think we'd die. Anyway, so I just got up the top of the escalator and I was like, Wow, there's so many men here. I was like, and I said it out loud to, to the everyone, man. to the guy. To do so men. I wasn't expecting you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, so many men here. And he looked at me and I was like, like nervous smile. Like, uh, he must have thought I was going to eat him alive, <laughs> poor boy. And I was like, oh God, why did I say that out loud? Walked around the corner, was so like embarrassed. Anyway, I was like, hi to so this woman. And she was like, wow, I love your voice. And I was like, I was okay. like what is happening? Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, your voice is so distinctive. And I was like, thank you. And it totally distracted me from the fool I'd made out of myself. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? I've totally forgotten. Hillsong. 
I don't know what I was going to say. Either way, it was amazing. I had such a good night. But another good thing that I learned last night is to just really, you know, be present in what's going on right now. Stop worrying about the future. Like, you know, whatever you believe, whether it's God, the universe, whoever it is, right, in your life. Like, for me, it's God. And it's like, like God's got it. Like, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. the, it's going to work out. The plan is going to be okay. Like, stop fretting and worrying and wasting that time, actually, on, you know, what's going to come and just be really present in the now. Um, and just like even if you're not someone that believes in God, you know, like you, there. The thing is, God and everything, all those different concepts that everyone has their own beliefs or whatever. It all comes down to one thing, and it's just and that trusting. That belief actually runs a lot through exactly. all of them, and through every single one. Even when you just have like, if you, it's just belief in the universe, like just trusting and stop worrying because at the end of the day without anything else you cannot change yeah. your future yeah, you true. cannot change your past you can only change right now in this moment that's true so focus on that enjoy that moment and worry about the thing well don't even worry about it but deal with the thing in front of you just deal with that and you know you'll be fine you'll right. always be okay for me I mean and this is um, I mean it's so funny because I used to, I am someone that has lots of big scary goals and dreams and ambitions <laughs> um, but at the same time, there's like, you know, you you can't help it. We're human. That's what we're going to do. But it's just practicing. It really, really is. It um, is, 100%. So, obviously, as I said, Jordan is... She's married off, basically. Her <laughs> boyfriend is amazing. Love him. Great guy. <laughs> Whereas I am not married <laughs> off. So, uh, me and Jordan will consciously talk about potential <laughs> husbands for me and it's so funny because like jordan jordan is my she, i don't know you're so you're like a how can i put it you're like the sense <laughs> you know what <laughs> i'm like sense. you're like this you like talk so much sense into me Thanks. i come up with these radical crazy ideas <laughs> and then jordan will be like well but what about this and i'm like oh you're right yeah. especially when it comes to guys because i just kind of feel like i'll meet someone once and i'll be so or don't even meet them ha right <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like oh my god we're gonna get married it's, gonna happen. it's gonna happen and john's like maybe you should meet them first and i'm like shut up let me run away in my mind i think every woman does that though don't they well i mean it, not every woman but a lot of women i, I guess. wonder if guys know how much women do that like, I've I seen... have no idea, I swear. Like, guys are just a complete different kettle of fish when it comes to that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely know guys that do, but a lot of them don't. Well, you know what I realised more than ever? What I'm most attracted to is intelligence. Yeah. And I would never have said that, like, originally. Not that I want someone stupid, but, like... <laughs> it wasn't, like, a, a massive thing for you. Though, no, yeah. but now I've realised after dating a couple guys this year, like, this concept of... Actually, when someone's really clever and they blow me away, whether, whatever they're the clever stuff in, together, you know? yeah, you've yeah. got to have your stuff together. Like, come on, come on, I'm 25, guys. Like, I want to get married and have children. No, I'm kidding. I'm not but kidding. It's true. Like, the time's coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I'm, we're, we're I'm not kidding. We're in that, like, direction <laughs> now. Like, mm, that three zeros coming closer now. And there's no Yeah, but that's society, mate. Society's putting exactly, that on you. But you're scientific, but, but no, but not just society. Like, obviously, like, the body women, clock. we have a body clock. Like, that's just a fact. That's yeah, it's an true. evolutionary fact. So it's that's true. not society. Like, and you know, it's true. Like, after the age of 25, things start changing. Yeah. And so you do. You mate, you'll have to get smear tests. Have you had a smear test yeah, yet? Yeah, I had one. I had oh, one. I've got to put mine in. I've been putting it I did off. it. It was fine. Really? I did, well, I think I've had it easy. Like, sorry for any Sorry, guys to have TMI. This, like, <laughs> it was straightforward. No pain. So. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Phew. Give me hope. To all the women out there, it's going to be fine. Um, no, I mean, it's funny because people talk about this whole concept of cuffing season, right? Yeah. So I have to tell you, podcast people, my favourite podcast to listen to is called The Post Credit Podcast. I sent it to you last night, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, these guys are so funny. I can't even, honestly, like, they're just jokes. I love them. They're just funny as hell. And they were talking, they had a whole bloody episode about cuffing season. I was like, you it's guys. Good, good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous when you listen to it, you know what I mean? But they were talking about films and stuff to yeah. watch during cuffing season. So listen to this. So David, one of the guys was like, oh, one of the films you should put on for the girls is The Notebook. Oh my god, the Netflix is a good book. I no, mean, a good yeah, movie. But, <laughs> no, but it's not a good movie for cuffing season. No, it isn't though. And I was, and I commented on their Instagram and I was like, yeah, if you want the woman blubbing. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you wanted to cry, yeah. cool. Like, because he was like, you know, get them warmed up. Like, this was not the words he used, but I'm <laughs> so not going to pretend to You're be censoring. an East London boy. Like, ain't going to happen. Imagine. I start saying, 
I try sometimes guys it happens and I'm like ew who am I not like I don't want to be that but I just I can't pull it off I'm not you that um, but they were talking they were talking about this concept of what films they'd watch and I was sat there listening like I wonder if men listen to this and all, like men agree do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah. if women listen to this one, are going to be like, actually, yeah, or because I do think women do fantasize a bit more when they meet someone sure, or they go on a I date. I used to like have music videos in my head, and when I fancied a guy, I put on music and be like, imagine me in a music video with them, or like, imagine my story. Like, I wasn't, I, that was when I was younger. As we got older, Johnny! I became a lot less weird. Wow. Like, I used to sit in the car and just be like, what was it, like Katy Perry? You know? I don't know. I I well, I no. kissed a girl. <laughs> no, not quite. Not there yet. Um, oh, one God. Day. But the the one that's like, oh, what is it? Is it's like a really, really romantic, and I'm not like that too. I'm so unromantic. <laughs> but I'd be like, hmm, and think about it. So the notebook would work for me. The notebook would probably be like. Like, oh my god! It gives those romantic feels. <laughs> no, I would. Li- I'm a. Cr- I'm a mess. Or like my. S- imagine my sister's it. keeper. No, nah. like goodbye. Can I recommend that? No, 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 no. But imagine it's the same film. It's yeah, basically yeah. the same. You know, the tear worthy bracket tear-worthy, is like. Yeah, it's true. It's hitting the Richter scale, mate. Yeah. It's past ten. Like, see you. I'm gonna cry like a baby. Not even inside of me. Like full on wailing. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm gonna shake. <laughs> Mate, my sister's keeper got I was me. Angry. I was like, how did you do this to me? Yeah, like, no. How would you make a movie like this? Or oh, what's that film about that dog, Marley and Me? Oh like, my gosh, yeah, oh. I cried that too. Nah, nah, nah. Probably more than cried at any other movie. I was like, it's a puppy though. It's, it's a, dog. a puppy. Yeah, I don't remember the storyline because I've tried to discard it from my head. <laughs> God. Um, what, what I was going to say was, have you seen the Lion King trailer? No. Shut up. Why have not seen oh it? Oh my god. Jordan, you know I'm what? I'm really I sad. Don't... I was just thinking no, about I don't read the news yesterday. either, but what? what? I was watching one of those um, David Attenborough Wait, you know, new ones. He's got a new thing out. Yeah, but I was, they were like, had lines on it, and I was like, well, I should watch The Lion King. Wow, okay. I can't believe, guy, you haven't, guys. This is an exclusive. Like, she hasn't seen the Lion King trailer. Okay, I haven't even watched the full one to be I've actually seen that picture, though, so maybe I, like, flicked over from a channel it was on. Why did you miss this? I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. I don't watch this. This is childhood, babe. It is. This is my favourite movie as a kid. Shut up, it can't be. You didn't watch the trailer. I literally was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be Nala and I'm going to date Simba. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you hear that? You're in love with a cartoon lion. There are so many more things that we could talk about, mm-hmm. like from our childhood. I actually, you just remind me actually saying that. I used to, um, oh my God, no, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that one just yet. Oh, okay, I will. I used to kiss on my teddy bears goodnight. I used to sleep <laughs> with like eight teddy bears, not joking, That's in weird. my single bed. Now, um, I think myself, I can't remember. And I would tuck myself in the middle of my single bed, like literally like, you know, and you put your duvet right underneath your body. <laughs> and I'd sleep like a mummy. I wouldn't move a muscle. And That's then I'd like so go... funny. And then, you know, I'd have like four either side of me. <laughs> and I felt I was... kind of sleep though, like very mothering. Oh, you God. To so funny. And another thing I used to do with my teddies is very similar to your music video. <laughs> I would listen to S Cup 7, especially the really sad ones. If I was having a really sad day about something... <laughs> Yeah, that one. That one. That was my favourite. <laughs> and I would sit on my windowsill, which would be high up, right? And I'd take everything, everything on my windowsill, which is about the same... It's about... how. What would you compare that to? Like 15 centimetres? Yeah. 15 centimetres wide. And I'd sit there, pull my curtains, which were sheer white curtains. Never... Don't know why I had them. They didn't... Do they anything. Didn't, they didn't bulk light. They were pure, you know, detail curtains. Yeah. I hated. Completely and I'd like pull them across, take everything off to put it on my floor and have my teddy bears. And I'd like force myself to cry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> At the window. What childhood, you know? <laughs> and I would pretend that I'd be crying in the music video. <laughs> and my mum would come in and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, go away. Just living my life <laughs> in my music video. <laughs> oh my god, okay, anyway, let's watch the Lion King Griffith. Let's do it. Like touches. The visuals look amazing. I think that too. But a king's time as ruler. Oh but I'm so excited. Rises and falls like the sun. One day the sun will set on my time here. Oh, I cry so much. The cast is amazing. Okay, we have to go together. We have to. Can you see IMAX? 
looks so adorable. My future husband. <laughs> <laughs> Good graphic. Aren't they? Oh, you know what? I'm so excited. We have to go. We will. Look at the cast. Wow. We are the same. Oh, that's sad. Remember. Okay, yeah, man. we're going. The only thing I have to say though is that's really sad from an acting point of view. I do acting as well, guys. If it's a story recording, we're still recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Are we? Um, yeah, yeah, we're still so recording. I do acting as well, and it is always really sad when you see a movie like that and you see so many like celebrities in it. That is so sad because you're like, there are so many opportunities that amazing actors and actresses could be in this role right now. That oh, that's such an interesting had, outlook. Do you know what I mean? It? And it's so sad, but still amazing cast, and I will go see it because I love all those, that, all that cast. Um, yeah, the cast is cool as hell. I mean, like, like they've done such a good job, but I actually didn't see it from that point of view until you said it. Yeah. So actually, that is very interesting. What about Mary Poppins? Do you care about that? Oh, I love all that stuff. I watched all those pro um, those movies when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, I mean, me it. too. But I don't. Know. I always thought Mary Poppins was a bit weird. It wasn't my favorite. I used to watch a lot, but is it my weird? Favorite. Um, Cinderella was mine, mate. Really? Or or the Aristocrats. Oh, my sister, my oh, rescue is down that. under. Yeah, oh, that's the film. <laughs> yeah, I really just love The Lion King. I think I'd watch that on repeat over and over again. And my older sister loved The Little Mermaid. Have you been to the theatre show? I haven't, but my cousin was actually in it. I'm oh. so proud of him. He's amazing. Wait, you but, haven't um, been yet? Come on, you I never went. I really want to go. Is it on still? Yeah, it's, it's got like a ridiculously long contract. Really? Yeah, it's been on for years. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. I don't get that theatre. Like, constantly, we'll talk about like, that redoing day. it, like, you know, recasting. Oh, and then they'll go. They'll like add people here and there, and then. I met this guy in, in at work the other day, and they said uh, at work the other day that was um, nearly got the lead role. Really? Yeah, yeah. For it, he was talking about it with someone. I mean, I was serving them. It's not like I was ear wigging, although I do that too. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so I think we'll peace out, guys, because we actually have to leave soon. I mean, I definitely do. Yeah, I need to get ready before we do. You need this, to. So. She's not about. How I'm looking. She about to host a panel. <laughs> Um, so let us know what you thought of, of our ramble babble. I mean, this is, that was just like having a great chat with my mate, really. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so thank you for listening. You can catch Jordan on Instagram. It's I am Jordan Alexandra. My Instagram is Natasha Minter. Models me is model underscore me with one E, not seven. Um, <laughs> and our website is modelremission.co.uk. You can catch this podcast on Apple, Spotify, anchor like you name it we're on it because anchor's an incredible website to do that that is not an ad uh, <laughs> i would do an ad for anchor though i love them so much one day one day 